Hey everyone, this is Homie and the Dude, the Father and Son Podcasting Gaming Network. And today we're bringing you another D&D Diaries. As always, the way we're going to do it is tell you a little bit about our session and then give you some advice and tell you about what we learned and, uh, and how it can maybe help you guys out with your dungeon mastering. So, um, we had a pirate ambush last time we talked. Uh, a, a Devastating very, defeat. A very, a very railroaded pirate ambush. Yes. Um, however, this time we're talking about um, our players were taken uh, by these pirates. They were captured and brought to the secret pirate, the secret floating pirate island of Kaizoku. And uh, Kaizoku is like very tropical. It sits like in amongst the clouds. It has a giant volcano on it. Um, and the players were like taken through the island by the pirates, shown some of the rainforest that's there, um, and taken into like the volcano itself. I mean, before that, there was, uh, from, from my perspective as a player at the time, on the work you had done as a, as a DM, that was pretty cool. Like the descriptives you had of the pirates sort of talking about the animals and the different sounds and everything. There was definitely a theater of, theater of the mind that was uh, really nice and colorful as far as imagination of where we were going through. It felt pretty cool. Thanks, I appreciate that. And also that's kind of what I was going for. Um, <laughs> so that's good. Um, and we, we got to like the, the volcano, they went inside, they were taken through some hallways. And then... Wait, wait, I'm gonna, I'm, I gotta jump in there as Go well. On. Because that was the highlight, dude. What, the... Yes, come on, man. What, with the music? And yes. Stuff, you okay, yes, so the, the, how many pieces of music did you have? I had one piece of music, I had one piece of music and two sound effects yeah, going at the same but time. but all going at the same time and the music was crescendoing. So basically it was to, to create the scene of almost like this pirate king who lives in, in insanity, like his life is just a... So yeah. you had this crescendoing like musical uh, piece. Yeah, I had, uh, I had the two cellos um, version of Thunderstruck building because as they entered the volcano there was music playing through the halls, like faint music and as they walked closer it got like louder. And they could also hear like a, a what sounded like a waterfall of some sorts, um, as well as also like geysers going off. And um, as they approached the throne room, all of these things hit a crescendo. They, I, you know, the music was at its loudest. The waterfall sounded really loud. And as they entered the throne room, which is like uh, this giant cavern in this volcano, there's like a lava fall at the back that's flowing in, and there's like these Super statues cool. and. The throne chair is like this just rocky outcrop that's like formed and it has like a chair carved into it and stuff. Um, and there they got to meet uh, Pirate King Zodiac, a, a character in our world who um, is fabled. It's not sure whether he's alive or not, whether he's a real person, uh, but, they, but it's known that there's pirates that operate under his name. And um, our players were fortunate enough to be taken straight to the throne room because of something that they had. They carried a very valuable gem with them that, uh, that could turn the tide for the Pirate King. Um, so he got to do a little monologue and, uh, and I was gonna do like a little monologue as him uh, kind of talking to the players and he had some inside information, almost like he knew a bit about them before they even showed up. Um, and just this kind of like maniacal, like he's there faking a limp that then gets better while they're like talking because he like strains up and like changes personality a little bit. However, the point of this episode is that the importance of a session zero and something that we missed massively by not doing a solid session zero and almost like uh, doing a drip fed version of session zero because I, I wasn't aware of session zeros when we started this campaign and so then when we went into it, our 
players had some not great table etiquette in of having side conversations, um, or talking out of character a lot, um, uh, like also um, not allowing other people to like when they are talking, so like uh, giving full attention, actively listening, you know, um, trying to make everyone else look good in what they're doing in their role play and things like that. And so because of that, when it came to that and also not having set some strong rules for the table within a session zero, came to this big moment where they're meant to meet this pirate king and he's gonna monologue and be sinister and stuff. And one of our players happened to have drank a decent amount this night because I hadn't specified that, you know, I don't particularly want people to be smashed while we're playing D&D and, &D and stuff. And he drank a little bit more than he could handle and ended up being really rowdy during this bit, talking over me lots, um, being a bit of a nuisance, not allowing me to talk at all really as a dungeon master. And um, it kind of took the edge off the moment and it meant that this big character who was about to offer them to join his ranks um, ended up taking a lot of the impact out of it, a lot of the sting out of this moment and I think something that I've like heard since then is, you know, when your DM is monologuing, it's because he's about to say goodbye to the character that he's monologuing as. Um, so let them monologue and, and give them an opportunity. I, I like it. It doesn't work for every scenario, but the point of active listening, the point of, uh, you know, sitting at the table and listening to the other players while they're taking their turn in combat or while someone's doing some role playing stuff, um, is really, really important. And we didn't set those rules. So the important part of this is session zeros and making sure that before you start a campaign, whether you go and find the safety toolkit online um, or you read a bit about uh, in Tasha's cauldron of everything about session zeros or you just Google uh, session zeros online, you need to include this in your prep for your campaign. You need to make sure you have a session zero, not just to introduce your players to the characters, the world, things like that, but also to set ground rules as a dungeon master, inform them what kind of style you're gonna be playing, uh, inform them table rules about, you know, alcohol consumption, for example, yeah, and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it's really important that you have a session zero set up and ready to go and uh, planned out with also, you know, things like with the safety toolkit, you know, uh, triggers for people, stuff to make sure, um, you know, there's sensitivity stuff in place so that you're not touching on topics that bother some of your players. It's really, really important that that's done and we miss that beat massively. And do you know what? We have only just begun solving that issue yeah. now with our, with this team that we are playing with. We've begun, I've begun massively addressing these issues at the table and talking about it with the whole team and addressing it with individual people as well. And I think it's allowed the table to function better. They enjoy the game more, they get more out of it. Everyone participates more. And I think that's the biggest thing is that the session zero allows for that. It allows for everyone to know where they stand and know where they can go and where they can't go. So no one's overstepping the boundaries. And if they do, they understand quickly uh, that they may have done so and that they reel it back and things like that. Yeah, well, that's the point to that is you may even have already introduced a session zero and you see things are slipping. Like, I think it's the... It's the constant, it's, it's the continuous communication. It, exactly. Right. And it's exactly the communication, which is even session to session, you may be seeing things as a DM or as a player where you walk away from the session and you're like, like here's what I'll, I'll say this. From the last session that we had, I personally think like food should be re, re uh, addressed mm. be because to some degree everyone needs to eat. 
But if food becomes a distraction mm. during gameplay, I think it needs to be addressed. So that is an example of session to session. There may be things that either A, you didn't describe or cover in session zero, or B, present Bubble themselves the yeah, that are actually times. relevant to talk about that are that are a factor in people possibly not getting the best out of that session. So there's something about if you come away from a session and you say, that was a really good session, except that, and that except that is something that happened that was outside of the actual play, um, role play or gameplay. It was some, some sort of external thing. I think that needs to be addressed. Like yeah. not, not like in a way that it causes, you know, some sort of like Duress. disruption in, yeah. the, in, the, in, the, in the team, but you know, in a, in a respectful way, these things can either be addressed and then create a, you know, an improved situation as you go forward or not be addressed and people just get pissed off and they're just like, you know what, this, you know, this was, this is not what it was. Yeah. And you don't want to get there. Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone kind of wants to achieve that full immersion kind of thing. And like Tom said, so yeah, this, this is about, you guys need to make sure or, or, or do your utmost to get that session zero in there and cover a lot of stuff in that, cover as many rules as you can try to at the beginning, but also be brave enough to talk to your players about things that are bothering you as a dungeon master. As players, be willing to talk to your dungeon master about things that are bothering you. Be willing to talk to the other players. Again, do so with respect, care. Do it with you know, uh, an understanding that we're adults playing a game together and enjoying time. Don't get me wrong, not all games involve adults, but you know, the one we're playing is with adults. You know, it requires a level of respect and maturity in of the game itself because if, it, if we don't have that, then we can't approach some of the topics that, you know, involve adults, such as, you know, extreme levels of mature, mature content with, like, combat, language, role play, you know, uh, violence, uh, you know, whatever it might be. And so I think it's important that you are open with your players, you communicate throughout the campaign, and as a DM, you're open to criticism and receiving that from your players as well. But make sure you get that session zero in there make sure because that will set the whole tone for everything going forward it means if it does begin to slip you can re-tighten that back up and your players won't feel like it's out of left field and it's something that you're just being a dick about or if you don't address that and then four sessions in you're like hey you need to stop that it comes across a lot more like you're being a dick about it than uh than if you don't and i thought what you did was really great in how you did address it. And I would recommend this as well for DMs in that you didn't put it all on the players. You said, look, here's kind of where I am. I feel like I've dropped the ball on probably a lot of this. Like I, if I would have addressed some of this earlier on, it wouldn't have to be a conversation right now. So that, that presentation of we're all in this together as opposed to, you know, like either as a player saying you guys all did something wrong or as a DM saying you guys all did something wrong. As, you know, you're presenting it as like I am just as at fault at this mm. as all of us are and I'm just trying to present something that we all get some, what we want out of this. We're, we're committing like hours out of our lives to do this so that we can get these payoffs, these, this camaraderie, these laughs, these emotional moments, all this stuff is what we want to play for. So, you know, let's continue to like, you know, trim this up and clean it up so that 
we can do that. And I thought you did that really well as far as how you presented it. And for sure, and I think something else is as a dungeon master, if you've got new players, you know, at some point these players might not play in your game. They might play in someone else's game. So you want to prepare them best to enter someone else's game respectfully, um, you know, with good role play ethics, good table ethics, you know, all that kind of stuff so that um, you're doing that. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't fall solely on the DM to, to teach people that kind of stuff. It falls on the players to go and learn in their spare time. But I also feel like as a dungeon master, I have a lot of new players, people who haven't played before and uh, before playing with us. And it's my job to kind of be like, hey, cool guys, let's try first person role play today. As opposed to in the past where we've been like, you know, uh, my character Mason going like, oh, Mason walks over and does this. Let's go, uh, I walk over and do this, you know? And it just changes the dynamic and by slowly, you know, going, guys, let's, let's give this a try today. I'm not sure if you guys are down for it. How, how does the table feel about that? If the team is down, if everyone's game for giving that a try, then it may enhance their gameplay. It may make it better. It may make it worse. It's something that you can evolve and structure your table the way you want it to be. Streams are very different, and it's something that we'll definitely talk about in a later episode about the difference between uh, a family group and a streaming group. Um, but yeah, I think the main point here, guys, is communicate with your players, and that starts at session zero, but doesn't end at session zero. It continues past that. So yeah. Um, other than that, this has been Homie and the Dude, the Father and Son podcast. Thank you so much for watching this episode <laughs> of D&D Diaries. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one, where we will be talking about the pirate arena, where Zodiac offered an ultimatum, either fight for your freedom or work for me. Ooh. And uh, we'll talk about that in the next one, guys. Look forward to talking to you then. We're chugging through. We're loving doing this stuff, you guys. Um, if you want to support us, if you want to make sure that we can keep getting, you know, better quality set, better quality lights, make the filming better. Bigger, um, bigger batteries for the camera. Bigger batteries for the camera. <laughs> yes! You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can do that by just liking, following the page, and subscribing to the YouTube channel. That is what really makes a difference to us.